And welcome in to another episode of SSPN. We've got another game recap for you guys. Ethan is here, my man. I see you got a little bit of the flow going on today. You're just letting that letting that poof go up a little bit. No, I rock with it though. Thanks, I brother. rock with it. That is that is that is the YouTube hair right there. Mm. I'm still mine is still it's a little better now. That's that. Pr- this probably doesn't look good, regardless. Oh no, but, I like it. But, Sharp, but <laughs> but it's it's growing out. It, you know, it's getting there. I had to I had to shave. I will one day reveal my hair once it's long enough and it actually looks presentable. Um, but yeah, I had to cut it real short because it it got messed up at at a multitude of different places. This is a whole different story. Um, <laughs> so we should probably get into the game. But point is, I had to cut my hair real, real short because it was uneven. And so to mm. even it out, we had to go with that. But once it is back and even and, and looking... Um, I don't know, luxurious. We're mm. we're gonna we're gonna bust it out. Um but you know what the Spurs didn't bust out today, Ethan? What's that? Um well they didn't bust out Derek White because he's hurt. Yes. But they also didn't bust out a W in his absence because the Miami Heat were able to pull this one out late. Jimmy Butler, um, and that two that disguised two three zone that they were running was just working to complete perfection. Yeah. I think playing this team again. Um, really just reminds me of like, okay, this is why, like, I get it was the bubble, but it also reminds me why this team made the finals last year. And I think it's not just because you have a a fiery, very talented player and leader in Jimmy Butler, but you have a world-class coach in Eric Spolstra. You're 100% right. I mean, we could not figure out their zone to save our lives, especially in the first quarter. And then again, in the second half, we had a stretch in the third quarter about four minutes or so, we literally didn't score a single point because they were so they were just suffocating us on the inside. We couldn't we couldn't get anything going. And on the other hand, you know Miami Heat, they knew what we were doing as far as our defensive scheme. They had us figured out the entire time, and our interior defense was very very weak. But Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo doing Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo things. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Um, so. I'm actually, you know, I'm usually, I feel like over this entire time, we were just talking about this a, a little bit off air before we recorded, um, but I feel like a lot of the times I'm the negative bearer of news. I come in and I'm like, oh my God, why are we doing this? Right. Yeah. Um, but I think that this Derek White injury, which it was announced today before this, um, and I think we can get into this a little bit more on the Friday podcast and in depth, the like true impact of him being announced, he's probably out for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't look like the playoffs are going to be an option too. I think that just with the way that his year is gone and how they've either been ankle or f- something involving the foot has been the injury. Um, I think that they're just, it seems like they're just gonna, um, they're, they're going to sit Derek white out. Even if the Spurs on some off chance, make a, make a, you know, get to the second round and push somebody or something. Um, it seems like Derek's season is done, but I told you this. It's kind of almost freeing with Derek not playing because it lowers the expectations, like you said. So when I watch this game, I don't feel as bad because I'm like, okay, I truly believe if Derek White's playing in this one, the Spurs get a W because I believe that he's, you know, y'all have told, I've, this is my kind of shtick it's became on the show is that <laughs> I believe that Derek is really the the main guy, the leader of the team, the the face of the franchise going forward. 
Um, but even if you don't consider him that, and say you just consider him the third best player on the team, like at the same time, you know what Derek brings. Like any Spurs fan that has been watching this team, you know, like we do, and people who are watching these videos are probably pretty hardcore Spurs fans. So y'all know how good Derek is. Y'all know what he's done. Y'all have seen him give 36 uh, to the Nuggets in a crucial point and dunk on Paul Millsap, you know, in their own place. Like this is a dude who who gets buckets in the clutch. So with him not being here, it, it, it makes it a little bit more reasonable in a game like this where I'm like, yeah, I don't really like, even though they struggled, like you said, with that two, three zone and there was a lot of stuff that we just couldn't do. It, it was like, we got outplayed. It wasn't that they beat, uh, or, or what's the word? We didn't beat ourselves. They beat us. Yeah. That and that that honestly that feels so much better <laughs> than mm-hmm. than when you beat yourself and when you have like so much talent on this roster. It's like and and there were we were losing games to the Cavs when everybody's healthy. That's way more frustrating than a game like this where you lose to this pretty darn good Miami Heat team um, and you're down one of your star players. So that made me digest this one a little bit better. What are your thoughts on that, Ethan? Uh, Well, Derek White being out is just going to leave a huge hole in our offense and our defense especially. Um, Shout out to Devin Vassell and Lonnie Walker. They played very well tonight trying to fill his shoes. Devin had 11 points, 2 for 6 from 3. Always a solid defender, but the thing that he doesn't give us that Derek does is that ability to, you know, pump fake and drive inside and kind of create for others. Devin's still young. He's kind of figuring that part of his He's game out. He's a 3-and-D guy right now. Yeah, exactly. So we're missing that uh, tandem for DeJounte and DeMar as well because now the ball is pretty much always going to be in one of those guys' hands, DeJounte or DeMar. We don't have that third weapon. And, and Lonnie played very well tonight. We talked about how last game he had zero points. We needed a boost from him off the bench. He provided the 18 points, 50% from three, just, just below 50% from the field. But there's the, the one thing that Lonnie doesn't do that Derek always does is play very, very solid defense. And looking at the, the Miami Heat and what they were able to do, I can't help but think that having Derek on the court would have helped slow down maybe Kendrick Nunn, who finished with 18. You know, that's a little bit, you know, high for him. And then Drogic, of course, had 18 off the bench. And, and of course, Jimmy Butler with 21, but or 29, excuse me. But you're not really going to take Jimmy out of the game, you know, no matter how great of a defender yeah, you are. He's just no, an outstanding no, no. player. But those other yeah. guys, Derek probably could have slowed them down a little bit more. Um, so that's, you know, that's sad. But, um yeah, I think that he's just going to be out for the rest of the year because now his, both of his feet are compromised. And I, with him having a co- big contract that we gave him last year, they're going to play it safe and uh, and prepare for the future. That being said, there were some positives from the night. Like yes, you said, yes. we, didn't, we didn't beat ourselves. We got beat by just a better team. I genuinely, this is so weird, but like I said, this goes back into the Derek White thing, and maybe it's just, once again, my emphasis on Derek and my confidence in him, but this wasn't like, other than the first quarter, I on, I enjoyed watching this whole game. Yeah. Even when we lost, like, I didn't, I, I enjoyed, I was like, okay, you know, they made it interesting, and then there's that Jakob foul, and it's like, I'm not going to get mad at the call there, because if that's at home in San Antonio... I want that call too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not even mad at that. It's home field advantage. He did a little too much. 
And that's just the NBA. That just is what it is. That's so, just Jimmy Butler being Jimmy yeah, Butler. Like exactly. Yeah. Like, and that's the other thing, bro. It's so I'm higher on Jimmy Butler than a lot of other people are. A lot of people are calling what he did, you know, oh the bubble, a you know, the bubble is the yeah. bubble, the fluke. Nah, bro. Like Jimmy is elite. Like Jimmy is that guy. And I know that he's had some problems in the past, and everybody's like, oh, he yells at his players. He's mean to them. Uh. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sorry, he demands greatness. He's found a home in Miami. And I think that yes. his teammates, from what I've heard, I mean, I'm not, you know, personally friends with any of them, but from what I've heard from like media outlets, he seems to have been, uh, like made a name for himself as the leader of the team. And nobody is feeling like he's yelling at them like they were in Minnesota yeah. or anything like that. Um, yeah. And but- even when he came out and called the team soft publicly, like, they don't like nobody in the like heat locker room was like no. one surprised Two, they had already heard it. Cause Jimmy says what he says to the media to like people's faces. Yeah. Um, but, and that's anyways, also just that, the Miami culture. <laughs> like he's yeah. got a culture behind him now in Minnesota. Minnesota hasn't been good ever. Even when they had MVP yeah. level, Kevin Garnett, they were out in the first round if they even made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always said Jimmy Butler and DeMar DeRozan are the same player, but Jimmy Butler does one thing a million times better than DeMar. And he's that's a great defense. defender. He is yep. an outstanding it's, defender. It's so funny. He's probably a little bit better of a three point shooter too. Yeah. But, but, but it's a, but it, and once again, not, not a big gap. I think that's actually a really, that's a really interesting comparison. I never, I, I haven't really thought about that, but while I was watching, I was kind of comparing the two. Cause I was like, these teams are kind of eerily similar. Mm-hmm. Like I think the, the, um, the Heat are a little bit um, further along in their progression whenever it comes to the young players surrounding their star. Um, and also, they kind of chose this situation, whereas the Spurs, and this isn't like any knock on DeMar, but we kind of just ended up with them with the whole Kawhi situation. Um, but anyways, kind of just getting back to the game and talking about the positives, we went on a little bit of yeah. just a, a Heat NBA nerd rant there. But, I mean, that that, that was this game. This game was fun. Yeah. Um, you know, they were just better than us. Uh, but the one person that I want to give a shout-out to, and you can talk about his efficiency, and you can say he didn't shoot well tonight, but he still ended up with 22 and a triple-double. So shout-out to DeJounte for for picking it up, man. They, that's what they're going to need when with Derek out. Um and the other thing I noticed is he was shooting poorly for most of the game and picked it up in the fourth when it mattered. Obviously, wasn't enough to get the job done. But the thing I think about with DeJounte is you can tell that like he has like some moves that are unstoppable. Yeah, he does. And once he just gets that percentage up on those shots, like he's going to be consistently a tw- he can or I mean, I don't know, maybe he won't be, but he has the ability to consistently be like a 15 to 20 point guy and and you could even argue 20 point guy um per night if he was on a different team he he could definitely be a 20 yeah. point guy obviously the spurs pass the ball around so i think in in our system um dejounte is going to end up being a 15 to 20 guy but um just just shout out to him man picking it up when it mattered and and contributing in in other ways on the floor 100 he got that like 10 to 12 foot floater kind of thing mm-hmm. that is unstoppable i've never seen him like, he rarely misses that shot. I love that shot. Um, but just to kind of summarize the, the whole game real quick for, for everybody listening, first quarter was horrible. We were really severely outplayed. I won't go into too many details, but second it quarter... Was just, it was just bad. Yeah, it yeah. was just a bad game, bad first quarter. 
Second quarter, we had a really impressive comeback led by, I want to give a shout-out to Rudy Gay. We always, you know, hit on Rudy, but he played very well tonight, 13 points, um, pretty efficient as well. Won that quarter by 10. Yeah, we, we were we, second quarter was a dominant quarter by the Spurs. We were just much uh, better as far as moving the ball and playing assertively, and that went away in the third quarter as we slowly deteriorated, and I think part of that was Patty. That's where he got a majority of his minutes. One for seven yeah, and, and he, one for six tonight from three. But shout out to Pop. He only played him 16 minutes. You know, it wasn't his normal just leave him in there until for 25, 30 minutes. You know, but he actually pulled him, which I'm I'm happy with. But Patty was just way off the mark tonight. And we finished the third quarter with four minutes with a, a 13-0 heat run to end the third quarter. We just sloppy offense because we couldn't get around that zone. And, and really weak interior defense. You know, Bam was getting offensive boards. We got out-rebounded tonight uh, by how many boards? Uh, eight rebounds, which isn't a lot necessarily, but when you watch the game, it was At apparent. the end of the game, at the end of the game, what it came down to was Bam Adebayo mm-hmm. being able to get an offensive, or not, excuse me, a defensive rebound over like three spurs in the mm-hmm. paint, including Jakob Pertl. Yeah, Jakob just looked a little bit... Uh, passive tonight a little bit on defense. I know he went for a really nice block, but he ended up getting dunked on by Bam. Yeah. Pretty pretty sick poster, which I want my big man to go for that. But other than that, he was kind of was kind of getting bullied all night long. And I hate to say that because I really like Jakob. And same goes for Drew. I'm You know how much I love Drew, but he was getting bullied too. We were throwing Gorgie at him for a little bit. It, our bigs just couldn't handle... Miami on the inside and that's unfortunate because I think that's what cost us in the end and Deadman was eating as well I don't know where that mm-hmm. came from we used to have Deadman he finished with 18 points seven for eight from the field we can't be giving these backup centers career nights that's like that's not good um yeah well you know it's it's funny you mentioned this this whole uh big thing because one thing that I'm just kind of like I've been seeing it every night but now I'm realizing oh like this has been happening consistently. Like I just didn't, it didn't connect in my brain and brain until right now. Um, the reason that we played three centers tonight wasn't just because um, Bam Adebayo and Dwayne Dedman were, were dominating down there. Although they were um, it, our bigs were in foul trouble. Oh yeah. whole night. That's why. And that's something that's been consistently happening. And honestly, I can't really point, put my finger on like one certain reason that's causing that. Um, but that that's just something to keep to keep our eye on a, a little interesting mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think of of anything else that i really have to say about this one i know that drew was getting worked and i, I know he missed a layup but honestly i would have rather played him than put gorgie in i think that drew is also a rhythm type of player um so i think if you would have left him in a little bit more i know that he got in foul trouble but like you're already if if yeah. like leave him in and then if he really gets in foul trouble then play gorgie you know what i'm saying so yeah. i think that he would have been able to run the floor a little bit better um and would have been a little bit better matchup um against bam i think that they have a very similar play style um I, maybe they wanted to put gorgie out there because i remember i was watching one possession where gorgie was literally just sitting in the corner yeah. so maybe it was just they just wanted to get bam out of the paint um maybe that was why but i mean to be fair, like even though Eubanks isn't a dead eye shooter from three, like Jang's probably a better shooter from out there. You can still do that with with mm-hmm. Eubanks. So I don't know. Once again, I'm not the basketball expert, 
you know, we're, we're just watching. Um, Keldon Johnson on the stat sheet had a, had a pretty good night, only 28 minutes. Once again, I, I would like to see, I, I would like to see Keldon get 30 consistently a night. Maybe that's just me being crazy, but I'm with you on that one. Yeah. I mean, I, there were some, I, I honestly didn't pay attention too much to him. Like I was watching him. I remember he got a good rebound and, and was, you know, trying his darndest against Jimmy, but, um, you know, another efficient night for him uh, at the end of the day on the stat sheet for, mm-hmm. for Keldon. Final note from me, Jude. I don't know if you have anything else that you want to touch on, but I think we can talk about this on Friday. We should yeah. we should experiment a little bit with a lineup coming off the bench that has Eubanks at the four and maybe Gorgie at the five. At least when we're playing teams that are out-rebounding us like this and kind of dominating us on the boards... You know, Eubanks to me is athletic enough to stay on the perimeter and, and guard some of those four guys that are technically threes. He can play on the perimeter. I think so. And move Rudy to the three. I think that'll help Rudy as well because then he won't be getting beat up down low because he's not a terrific defender. And, you know, he can't get rebounds either. I think Eubanks is a much better rebounder. And then rebounder. you have Patty and Lonnie. Yeah, yeah. At least for now. At least until... I like that. Yeah, I think that's a, a much better lineup. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see. Let me see if there's anybody else we're forgetting in the I mean, Salmonich. No, no, that's, yeah, so all those dudes played, mm-hmm. but what if you consistently went with a 10-man rotation? I think that would really help the bench, and I actually li- I like that idea a lot. And that would kind of keep the starting lineup together, like you were talking about on, on an earlier podcast, how they need to be playing together at all times. So. Yep, yep. Unfortunately, a core part of that is now done for the season. And he's out. Okay, this is my final thing. On Derek White, he's out indefinitely. Okay. Yeah. I don't like that word. Me neither. That word, that, that word and, and the way that Pop said it today, too, he's not in good spirits right now. And you, you brought me down back to earth. I am, once again, I will end this and return to my, me being the doomsayer. You know, I'm going to be the, I'm, I'm like Homer Simpson right now. The end is near, you know, <laughs> all my, like that's, 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 that's what I'm, I feel like that's my role on this show. Um, but he said he's not in good spirits. I was like, this is weird. Why is pop saying he's not in good spirits? And then he's out for this. He won't play again. He follows that by saying he will not play this season. And then they list him as out indefinitely. I don't know, bro. That's way too similar to Kawhi. I don't think that that's going to happen. This is just me reading into it too much. I, I know that's that's yeah, most yeah. likely <laughs> what this is, but there is like a ten to five percent chance that this is the if this is the same Kawhi thing, I'm going to grab my Spurs hat from over there and just beat it into the ground repeatedly for like an hour. PTSD. If that ever happens. Yeah, PTSD. man. Well, yeah, I mean, tough loss, but it is what it is, and things only get tougher, so. Mm-hmm. What's the next game? When are we, when are we Celtics. doing? Celtics. Celtics. Okay. And I believe, let me see if that's Friday, because then we can kind of preview that on the podcast, potentially. Mm. Um, yes, it is on Friday. So Friday okay. at 6.30, they play um, the Celtics. And Winnable game. Well, yeah, winnable game. It'll be really tough. Uh, Jason Tatum actually played tonight, put up 35, 8, and 8. 
So it's going to be a tough one, but we'll hopefully, hopefully uh, once again, another game that is, that is winnable. That would be a good bounce back win. I, I wouldn't mind splitting these, especially with mm-hmm. the Derek news. If they could go out and beat the Celtics that, and that would be a sweep of the Celtics. Um, yes, sir. That would be, that would be pretty good. So we'll have to see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Any final, final notes from Ethan? Go Spurs All go. Right. Let me wrap this up. Thank you guys so much for listening to this game recap from SSPN of the Spurs loss to the Miami Heat on April 28th, 2021. My name is Jude McLaren. You can follow me at Jude McLaren on Twitter. It's down here. You can follow him at Ethan Quintero or maybe I don't one of the ways right yeah Yeah. he's he's somewhere we got it right i can't fail um and (laughs) at ethan underscore quintero on twitter follow him there to get all the news follow us sspn just search it um on apple podcast spotify you'll find it um and search it on youtube and you'll find it thank you so much for listening to today's episode and we will be back on friday with our podcast